welcome to Getting to Know ACS with Tracy and Jasmine. So today we have a very special guest with us. We have Denise Carruthers from Employment Readiness Program or ERP. So Denise, do you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what ERP, what does ERP do? Okay, well, <clears throat> again, I'm Denise Carruthers. I work for Employment Readiness at ACS. And what we do is we are the premier organization that was created by the Department of the Army to provide employment assistance to military spouses. Okay. So is that a challenge? Do you find <laughs> that to be a challenge here in El Paso? What is one of, like, what is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about employment here in El Paso? That you have to speak Spanish to oh. find a job. Which okay. is absolutely not true. Do you speak Spanish? No. Jasmine, you speak Spanish. <laughs> I should, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I should too, but I don't. <laughs> and we're all employed. Right. right. Yes. Okay. So what do you say to people who have that that thought process that okay, the only way I'm gonna get a job is if I speak Spanish? Well, we teach them how to look and read the job announcements. There's two words they're gonna be looking for. The words re required. Mm -hmm. and preferred so if it says Spanish is preferred that's just a nicety if you have it that's great but you don't have to have it if you've met all the other qualifications you should be applying for that job if it says required then that's a requirement so that's something that you would have to look at okay so I'm glad you said that you know as far as what to do looking for a job so what are some tips that you can give our listeners what are some tips you can tell them about when they're looking for employment? Um, as far as? Anything. What do you tell them? When, you're, when you sit down with your clients, what are some things that you're telling them? Well, one would be just to look, you know, what is it that they want to do? Okay. One of the biggest things that I like to tell my clients is what, to look for something that brings them joy. So if that job brings them joy, there's something they're going to want to do. They're going to be more productive at work. They're going to want to go to work. Okay. So that's one of the first things that I tell them is look for what brings you joy. And then, you know, sometimes we, we're very honest. I'm not going to lie to a client and say, oh, you want to work in business, but you don't have a degree and you need a degree, but go ahead and apply for it, you know. We're going to be upfront and honest and say, you know what, if you don't have the experience, we're going to get you connected with Tiffany from the Army Volunteer Corps so that you can start volunteering to gain that experience. So we just kind of look at the whole package. I mean, it's, it's not just about what they want to do, but do they qualify to do it? If they don't, then what do we need to do to get you qualified? Okay. And so one of the things um, we mentioned earlier in one of our previous uh, podcasts was that Jasmine I was Jasmine. actually one of your clients. She yeah. was. So Jasmine, does your jo job bring you joy? So much joy. <laughs> so much. But like I said, I got it because Denise helped me with like the interview process. So she helps you get a like look for the job, but she also helps you prepare for the job, which is a big one. Okay. And I think Jasmine, she's a a COVID client. <laughs> so I actually didn't meet meet her face to face until she was hired and then I started coming back to work. But I think she was one of the ones, you know, like 
I'm honest. I try to be gently honest, mm -hmm. you know. So I think one of the things was the resume that you were using was not the one that you and right. I had discussed. Yes. And I told you, hey, this isn't what we discussed. She was just so. like, why are you using this? And I said, Denise, you are right. I sent you the wrong one, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> Said, she just told me about myself. Well, like, and she will. I Denise, was not paying attention. She does it nicely, but she'll yes, do yes. that. It's all out of love oh, because yeah. I want you to succeed. Yes, yes. You know, and if you're coming to me for that assistance, then that's what I'm here to provide mm -hmm. you, 110%. But if that means, you know, being brutally honest with some stuff, then that's what we have to do. But it yeah. is it is all out of love because really your success is my success also. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and you said something about COVID. So how are, how is employment readiness maneuvering, seeing clients, teaching classes during this, during this COVID time where we are, you know, just getting to a point where we're seeing people face to face, mm -hmm. but we're not fully you know, right. operational in that area. So what are some of the things that you, that employment readiness has put into place to make sure that your clients are being able to still be effective in their job search? Really, nothing has changed other than the face-to-face -face aspect of it. So even during COVID, when I was working from home, we were still seeing clients. I was still teaching classes. In the very beginning, I did it more through Facebook Live. Okay. So I would put that out in advance, you know, so that people could log on. <clears throat> and now we're using, of course, Microsoft Teams. So we're still teaching all the classes. We are still doing uh, employer showcase slash hiring fairs monthly. We're still doing the hiring fair prep classes. So the only thing that really changed was just kind of how we interacted, whether it was through email initially and then through Microsoft Teams. And now slowly, if we have a client that really would rather do a face-to-face, -face, then we can bring them in. So basically you're seeing them virtually? Yes. So mm -hmm. on the screen or whatever. So you said classes. What kind of classes do you guys offer? So we do our civilian resume class, which is writing a winning resume, and our federal class, which is, um, we've kind of changed it a little bit. So it's, it's just a federal resume writing class. We do an interview class. We do one that's social media and your job search. You know, one thing that I tell people is, are you aware that there's different types of job searchers? There's three different types. And whichever one you fall under kind of determines how often you get those job leads. Okay. Because if you're that commander who goes out here and you are doing, you know, your job searching every day and you're keeping track of everything, or are you the one that just kind of lets it find you? Okay. So what are the three different types? Because I'm kind of curious. Right? Well, what am I? Yeah. <laughs> See, now I'm not going to remember I, all the names of them. I am definitely the one that lets the job find me because honest, I'm not going to lie to you. I was motivated, yeah. but I, it's overwhelming to see all the jobs. That yeah, I'm so there's one. It's the commander. Then there's the systematizer, and I cannot remember the other one of okay. course but really it is good to know and mm -hmm. so we teach that in our social media and your job search class okay just so that you are aware you know if you're someone that's sitting back saying I can't find a job well you need to know what kind of uh, job searcher you are and that uh -huh. could give you the answer why you're not finding the job okay so walk us through a day 
in the life of Denise in employment readiness. When you have a <laughs> when you have a client, you know, when you have Jasmine come in. Okay. So what are the steps? What steps do they go through to, you know, how do they reach out to you? What what happens? What are what are just the steps that we go through? So we'll say the client calls and they're like, you know, I'm looking for a job. So we just ask a few questions to kind of see you know where they are if military spouse then we're going to have them come through orientation mm -hmm. and with orientation there's a lot of great information and even during covid when we weren't seeing people face to face they were still getting the orientation because i had done i had the slideshow and i did a voiceover so they were still being provided that information <clears throat> so once they come through orientation then they're assigned a specialist so if she's mine she comes in and sees me then she's going to fill out some basic information and then we're just going i'm going to start asking questions okay and from those questions she's going to tell me what she's looking for what she's wanting to do i'm going to find out her education her experience and then we're just going to go from there and then we're going to start looking at resumes there's more than one type of civilian resume there's three that we typically use chronological functional or combination which one that i recommend is going to be based off of their experience but you have a favorite the functional absolutely <laughs> is my favorite resume which was the one I was most scared of when I first started this job and wouldn't use it for anything in the world right and now it's the one that I use nine out of ten times so why is that your favorite because it really highlights that person in very specific areas okay because they get to talk about their relevant skills. So maybe I have experience in office administration, mm -hmm. customer service, instructing, teaching, um, leadership, logistics. So I can pinpoint those areas and then I'm gonna list what duties I performed under each category title. Okay. Hmm. okay. And then just to clarify, do you only help military spouses or do you help others too? No, we can help any DOD ID card holder. So we okay. are able to assist active duty, transitioning soldiers, retirees, family members, DOD civilians, and contractors. Okay. Nice. okay. So with the DOD civilians, because, you know, of course with uh, military you have where you can um, help their spouses, mm -hmm. their children, and, and whatnot. But with the DOD civilians, can you only help that civilian or can you help their spouse? Well, is that a great really line? has to be, yeah, an ID card holder. I know like for the teen hiring fairs in mm -hmm. the past, we have been able to, you know, allow them to come to that teen hiring fair. So, but technically they have to have that ID card. So, okay. and then, so you spoke about civilian resume and federal resume. <laughs> so what is the biggest difference between a federal resume and a civilian resume? Because if I don't know, you know, and I send my civilian resume in trying to get a mm -hmm. GS job, is it going to be looked at even? <laughs> it's going to be looked at because they'll take your resume as far as like USA Jobs. Mm -hmm. They'll take it in any format, but is it going to be competitive? Right. And uh -huh. the answer is going to be no, really. So, so the one of the major differences is the length. Civilian resume should be no longer than two pages. It's on a rare occasion that we would fall into a third page. But your federal resume has no page limit. Okay. And then on the civilian, when we're describing what you've done, we because we are limited on space, then we use the bullet format, and it's just kind of short and sweet and to the point. 
The federal is a narrative resume, so we're using full sentences and paragraphs. Okay. And you have a pretty good track record with people who come to you and, you know, are trying to get into the federal system. You know, I, I would say you probably have one of the better track records over there. This is going to make everybody try. And... <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, I want Denise for my counselor. <laughs> You're going to be busy. <laughs> I have frustrated many people when they send me their federal, and I'm like, yeah, you did great, but we're missing stuff. You right. Know, because you got to look at that job announcement. you got to be able to pull out those keywords and then the questionnaire. It all plays a big part. But it makes me feel good when someone is like, I got the job. Or even just gets referred. I mean, that's fantastic. Right. You get referred, and then you can move up and get the interview and get hired. So Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if you don't have to be modest, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag, but. Hey, it's it, it's not bragging if you can back it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my my thing is, you know. Again, I want you to succeed. Right. You know, I can't get in the federal system, but I sure am going to help everybody else get in there if I can, you know, so. Right. And it's all about teaching you how to do it also uh -huh. so that if you're not around an ERP, you're not able to contact me, you still know what to do for yourself. Right. So um, before I had contacted you, I actually went, I was looking into a civilian who did exactly what you did. Mm -hmm. Her quote was $900. Mm -hmm. What? I said, ma'am. <laughs> I don't have a I'm job. I'm literally looking for a job and <laughs> right? you want to charge me $900. And she's like, oh yeah, you get it for like one year. That's it? Like, <laughs> so if I update or if I need more help, then I would have to keep doing that and these are people i found off like linkedin mm -hmm. so i was wow. just like there has to be a better way you know within the military community yes. because i'm not just gonna drop 900 dollars and be like let's hope for the best but unfortunately people have now I'm, i will be quick to tell you do not pay anyone to write your civilian or your federal resume well when you have a free service right here. right but i have had clients that have um one in particular super sweet and she did a follow-up with me she brought her federal and i'm looking at it like what is this oh this is my federal resume and i'm like no it's not <laughs> there was red boxes on it it was all kinds of stuff that shouldn't have been on there like her social that's a big no-no i'm like you can't use this and i said did you pay and she was like yeah and i was like so what happened was she just, she got a little overwhelmed with the whole process of doing the civilian and the mm. federal. And I tell my clients, if you're overwhelmed, you let me know. If you don't tell me, I won't know. Right. And then we just work, we work on one and then we work on the other one. So actually we had to redo her federal completely, but it did end in employment with immigration. There you Very go. Very nice. Very nice. Look, yeah. If I had a mic. Drop it. I would drop it. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so, you know, and, and you mentioned about people going to um, other agencies. So what is your experience when you have a client and you tell them to, you know, it's like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. And like you said, and then they come back to you. Oh, well, I talked to someone else and they told me to put this. 
in there. Mm-hmm. So what is normally, <laughs> remember this is G-rated. <laughs> what, is, what is your normal reaction? Well, normally, <laughs> you know, I might get a little ill about it, but I'm going to ask, why did you do that? Right. You know, what, what was it, you know, about what I said or either this resume format in general that you are uncomfortable with, you didn't understand or you didn't like? And then, depending on what it is, I'll go into the reasoning. Well, this is why I chose this format or this is why you didn't need to list this. If it's not relevant and it's not going to help you get hired, you don't need it in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And... One time I had a soldier that I was helping, and he was getting out, um, senior NCO, who had been in the medical field his whole career. Right. But, of course, moving up throughout the ranks, you know, job titles, positions change. So he started out as a medic, but his future goal was hospital administrator. Okay. So we didn't need to talk about his experience as a medic because that was not going to be really relevant to him being hired as a hospital administrator. We needed to focus on leadership, on budgeting, things that a hospital administrator does. Well, he had another agency produce the resume for him, and he came to me after he had seen them. He had never seen me before. But he was a little upset because so much of his resume talked about being a medic. And I was like, you don't need that in there. Right. We'll take that out now. We're going to change this to a functional, and we're going to start focusing on duties of a hospital administrator that you have experience in. Right. And then when he saw the final product, of course he loved it. So. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like with Randy's. He was a mechanic. Who's Randy? Oh, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I thought knew that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you didn't know, Denise's husband is Randy. <laughs> but he was a mechanic, retired senior NCO. He clearly stated when he retired he did not want to ever turn a wrench again. Nowhere on his resume does it say that he was a mechanic. Okay. Because it's not going to be relevant to anything he would apply for. Okay, so keep it, basically, what you're saying, keep it relevant. Keep it relevant, yeah. And with that being said, too, with, um, you know, even if they go to outside agencies, um, there's several, there's three of you all Mm -hmm. that are in employment readiness right now. Yes. So if they see one um, specialist, they're going to stick with that specialist, right? They're not going to be bouncing around to see each one. Mm -hmm. So that way you have... um, coherence or yeah consistency consistency Mm -hmm. that's the word because each client is different right they're not going to know their story right so if it's my client i'm only going to know their story and i'm going to be the one to know why we selected what we've selected right now can they answer general questions absolutely but they should not be touching another specialist client's resumes okay and I don't know if this is, you know, if, if, if this is still going on because of COVID, but I know pre-COVID and possibly post-COVID, if we ever get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the um, clothing, the lending, yeah. the, the clothing locker or whatever? The attire for hire. There we go. So we do still have it. Okay. Um, and it's a gently used professional clothes closet. Um, and we have a lot of clothes, actually. So that is there for anyone that needs... Um, an outfit to wear to their first day on the job 
to an interview, to a hiring fair. Um, they can come and pick out an outfit and it's theirs to keep. And we have men and women, clothes, ties, shoes, Okay. the whole gamut we have it, so. Okay, okay. And, and one of the things I think that Jasmine, she spoke about before, was the mock interviews. Yeah, I love mock interviews. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know what? So I know I've been told in the past by clients that um, I made them nervous. Right. You know, that they felt like I put them through the ringer. But then when they went to the interview, they were asked m most of the same questions that I asked them. Mm -hmm. And so they were prepared. And then they came back and said, thank you, because you asked me those questions. I was prepared. You know, I had one client come in dressed in his suit for our mock interview. Okay. Um, but it was for a specific job. So anytime someone wants to interview for a specific job, we're going to ask you what is the position title, and then we do our research on that position. Right. And we then create interview questions specific to that job. Right. So that particular guy asked 25 questions of. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think is the hardest question in an interview for most people? Um, I'm going to start with, tell me about yourself, which one. is the absolute <laughs> hardest thing um, to interview and to even write on your resume because that's what basically your profile summary is all about. Mm -hmm. And then I would say probably moving into some behavior questions. <laughs> okay. You know, um, challenge questions and then being asked if you could be any animal in the world, which animal would you be and why? Would you be that animal? So, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is that? It's a cougar girl. So, <laughs> so disclaimer. <laughs> so, disclaimer for um, the classes. She teaches, or the ERP, they teach a class. Um, what is that class? I don't even the know. The interview? The interview. Ace your next job interview. And so I would go in and do a mock interview, mm -hmm. you know, and, and give a, a example of a good interview and a bad, bad interview. Mm -hmm. And so they would ask me, you know, what uh, animal did I want to be? And my answer was always a cougar. <laughs> 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 but I would oh give good God. I would give good explanation she, as to It was good. It was <laughs> And that's what I miss about the face-to-face -face mm -hmm. as opposed to the virtual because they don't really get that on the virtual. But the face-to-face, -face, I thought it was good to pull in two people to do a mock interview so that the students could look and see, okay, this is what they did good and this is what they really didn't do so good. This was the bad part right. of it. Mm -hmm. you know. But that question throws a lot of people, but it speaks so much about who you are and your character not a it's not a pass or a fail it's just talking about who you are but we were doing a class for some soldiers <laughs> with the prior ERP manager and she did the mock interview <laughs> and she took us all by surprise because of how she answered she said cougar but she did her little <laughs> hand like that and then of course all the soldiers busted out laughing so <laughs> We kind of lost it after that a little bit. Yeah, but. The, the class was shot after that. It's like, okay, it's over. Class over. <laughs> That's my, you know, sixth sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> that we all love. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
But okay, so you know, I know one thing I've heard you talk a lot about, and just to give people a little tidbit to try and, you know, for them to come in and want more, tell us about that three-second commercial that, you know, I know that's one of the things I always take away is when you're talking about that three-second commercial. 30 seconds. Oh, okay. 30 seconds I guess I can't say a whole lot in three seconds, huh? <laughs> I was just Tracy. Like, <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> but uh, your 30-second commercial, some people call it your elevator pitch. There you go. You know, so when you are, you know, we really, we push this for any interviews, okay? So things that you're going to want to include to that, your name, if they don't know you. So let's say it's at a hiring fair, you walk up to an employer, you would introduce yourself by saying, hi, I'm Denise Carruthers. Now you're going to give a little bit of a snippet about yourself, you know? So I think mine starts off with, I'm a social services professional with 20 plus years experience working with military and family members. And then you move in talking a little bit about a strength, some areas of expertise. You can mention some accomplishments. It's just to give them a little bit of information about you, but it's enough to tweak their interest and they want to learn more. So I think for you, Jasmine, when you said that question about tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, it's really. It's the perfect truly. time yeah. to use that 30 seconds. That one took me a week to put together. <laughs> she was like, just do this. And I'm like, uh... I don't know if there's anything interesting about me. Like she's bubbly. I, <laughs> we discovered that I am not bubbly, but I thought I was for a very long time. So I've been lying to all my employers. Yeah, she, I told her like you got me. You told me you were bubbly, and then I found out, oh, you're not so bubbly. <laughs> hey, but it got you in the door. So yeah, there you yeah. go. See, there you go. So Denise, and we'll wrap it up. But you spoke about um, to find something that gives you joy. So tell me and tell the, our listening audience, what brings you joy in this position? What brings me joy is hearing from my clients, I got the job. Yeah. Or even I got referred because you got referred means your resume was on point. Someone else may have had more experience or whatever, but you still got referred. But what really brings me joy is just hearing about, I got it. I got the job. And, you know, and, and I, I, I think we're going to start seeing a trend mm-hmm. as we go through the, our podcast of, you know, people working at ACS. At the end of the day, what brings us joy is what we do for our clients. Absolutely. You know, how we're impacting them, mm-hmm. you know, to where I know you have clients that have PCS or left mm-hmm. the area who still reach out to you, yeah. who are still like, you know, Denise is the best, you know. <laughs> There's other people that work over there, you know, and, and I don't want to shortchange them because they're awesome too. Yes, so yes. You have a course. team of Ernie and Roman. And Roman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're great too. They're, the whole team is great. Right. And I, I think anybody that would go over there whoever you get is going to be awesome. Absolutely. But the theme I'm seeing emerging is that ACS, we really do care. Mm -hmm. You know, people at ACS really do care. So thank you so much for for sitting here with us today. Great time. Yeah. So do you have any? um, Yeah. So if they wanted to find you, where could they find you? 
Uh, at the ACS building. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that, Denise? Where is the ACS building? 2494 Rigger Road, or you can call 569-5838. Can they still get in contact with you through your Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Facebook, yeah. I was thinking of the other email. That one's kind of Fading gone. Out. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Since I'm back in the office, but yeah. But I'm glad you brought up the Facebook page. What are you guys doing on the um ERP Facebook page so just so people are aware so we're posting uh, a lot of information about our employer showcases so our next one is March the 12th and we'll have um, two employees employers but I'm not really sure who that is but okay so employee employee uh, employer showcase that uh-huh. <laughs> is basically a virtual hiring, hiring fair, fair. Mm-hmm. okay so you're just you do those on a consistent basis yes. during COVID. Yes. And then when COVID is not in effect, you actually have actual Yeah. So job fairs. Hopefully I would love to see August hiring fair be in person, but I don't know, you know, but we're planning for it and then if we have to cancel it we we will but So normally it's twice a year. There's yes. you do it uh, twice a year, right? February and August. Okay, mm-hmm. that's regardless of what year it is. It's right, gonna be it's February. always February and August. So if you're listening to this in 2023, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be August. It's gonna be February or February. August. <laughs> <laughs> At <Okay>. the centennial. <laughs> good time, good time. So again, thank you yeah. so much thank for your you time. And this is Tracy and Jasmine. Signing off for getting to know us and go ahead, do your spiel, Jasmine. Make sure you subscribe and click on that bell notification. Yay. And remember, so we're on <laughs> all platforms, um, YouTube and all your podcast platforms. So until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>